Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. You okay, buddy? Yes, I am. Oh, yeah, nobody else has your volume up as high as you need it. wasn't up at all. I couldn't even hear anything. I thought we were off the air. Actually, no, it was audible to other people. Well, there's a little <laughs> mouse running around here with his headphones on, too. Yeah, Joe is... Can hear everything. <laughs> Joe's deep, and so he needs... Hey, what you say there, Sonny? needs to have his volumes up to ridiculous levels. Ain't no deep. All right, well, welcome on board, everybody. It is the WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Is um, it? Yes, Mr. <laughs> Joe's across me, good conservative, which, as one of our listeners says, is a form of mental illness. So <laughs> that's that's that. All right, uh, we'll let Dee be... liberal was a form of mental illness. <laughs> well, that's what you say, but uh, uh, then most people in the U.S. are suffering. Not really, because if you stop and look, the new poll out today shows that Joe uh, Biden's approval rating is lower than ever before. Right, but did you also notice in that poll that even though people say he's the, one of the worst presidents, going to go in the bottom ten presidents, followed by uh, President Trump, that <laughs> he they would still vote for him if the opponent is President Trump. No, not really. This poll also showed that Trump lead, led uh, Biden, and so did DeSantis. Hmm. And to show well, you I know another, DeSantis always has. And I, I must, admit, I, I have to comment on this. Did you? I, you probably didn't watch the MTV uh, tele, uh, movie awards last night, did you? No. Well, shocked see, that you did. See Bob in the movie uh, uh, Top, Top Gun. Gun uh, I forget there's a Maverick. Some, Maverick. Yes. Thank you very much for helping me with that. And they said he did his acceptance speech in an airplane uh, because they didn't want him. Nobody, everybody was pre-recorded because they didn't want them to cross the picket lines, the writers' okay. picket lines. And Tom Cruise is there, and he's talking, and another airplane is filming him as he's talking, flying his own airplane. It says Tom Cruise right on the side. And everybody said he made his exit flying a jet aircraft. He was flying a World War II propeller-driven aircraft. So CBS reporters, MSNBC reporters, and Fox reporters don't know the difference between a jet, a jet and a propeller and an air. aircraft. That's the first thing you learn when you're six years old. Yeah, right. All right, so they didn't see it, and they thought it was no, a jet. No, anyhow, I just had to comment on that this morning. It's a prop-driven plane. Right. Okay. Okay, well, I'm glad you clarified that. These liberals, they don't know the difference. No, in they a, don't. A jet and a... Uh... CBS makes this stuff up, you know. <laughs> That's right. It's original. <laughs> is this made up? home for original reporting. We okay. take a jet and yeah. turn it into a propeller. Some a propeller. of it is true, and other stuff we just plain made up. <laughs> All right, 570-743-9565 is our telephone number. If you wish to comment on the Tom Cruise jet reference, even though he's obviously flying a prop-driven World War II-era fighter plane, right? A yes, wow, it was. Okay. World, I'm not certain which one. I think it was um, oh, the one that was... A, like uh, a P-38 kind of yeah, thing? Yeah, I think it may I think it may well have been a... Uh, wait, so which one is the one with a twin engine? It wasn't that one. The Mustang? P-38. Yeah, I think it may have been a Mustang. Okay, so anyway, we, we're... Uh, let 
our aviators check in with uh, whatever Tom Cruise was actually flying. Five seven zero seven four three nine five. But it weren't a jet. I can so, tell yeah, you that. that much is a hundred percent clear. Right. Five seven zero seven four three nine five six five. You can email us as five individuals have done, and we hope to sift through those as time goes on. Eb and uh, another fella at the top of the list there, so we can try to read those. And you can text us at seven zero two three six. Include the keyword OTM. We got one caller waiting and another one coming in, so we will do as we promised to do, and that's go right to the phones. Good morning, Eric. You're on the mark. Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. I didn't see the Tom Cruise thing, so I don't know. The guy's kind of a interesting person, anyway. But if it was a if it was a World War II twin engine, it was probably a P thirty eight light. No, it wasn't a twin engine. It was a single engine. I thought you just okay. said it was twin. No, I I was trying to remember what the name of the twin engine plane was. I got you. Just so I could say it wasn't that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, that's not the reason I'm calling. I think it was a lightning. I think the twin engine is the lightning. Uh, Moving on. Go ahead. Okay, I can talk now? Yes. Yes. Go ahead. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, It is a call-in show, after all. Um, Yeah, I'm calling today because of, again, uh, the the mass shootings. Uh, Again, in Texas, interestingly enough, the third one this year. Um, And and I'm going to say this up front. This, This is, you know, you say we can't do anything. Yes, we can. So this, this is my perspective on what we need to do uh, to try to reduce this. And I want to have a couple more comments. Um, what we do is we have a federal excise tax on ammunition, uh, ammunition which is used in semi-automatic, high-capacity sensor fire ammo. Um, so that would be what's used in these, these types of assault weapons. And it could be also 45 caliber ammunition. I would say this excise tax could be, could could not be more than 20% of the total cost. Uh, that money would then be funneled to the states, which have enacted legislation to try to curb this. Because at the federal level, you know, good luck. But, um, and um, it, that's the way it was a gas tax. Remember back uh, when I was in college and so forth, a lot of the kids who were going to school in Susquehanna were from New Jersey. And in the late 70s, early 80s, what was the drinking age in New Jersey? 18. Right. How did that change? Because there's federal laws put in place that if you're going to use the federal tax, gas tax, back to the to the states, you had to raise the drinking age to 21, which all the states then did. Okay? In the same manner, we can use this as a way of trying to enact, you know, better better control over these weapons which are out there. And as, Joe, you said yourself, we have to perhaps look at the ammunition. What I would say is uh, that the requirements would be that uh, anyone has to be, in any state, has to be 21 years of age or older to own a handgun, which is in Pennsylvania, and also to own anything which is not considered a weapon which could be used for uh, hunting. We can figure that out. Uh, there would be a required two-week waiting period. Two and weeks? Two weeks, then during, during which time the person would have to attend at least two sessions of training being conducted by either uh, accepted uh, training facility or the gun shop owners themselves. My gun shop I use uh, does have his own training courses and at least two sessions, and thereby which if the, that during the training session anything got flagged to that gun gun shop owner that this person probably shouldn't have this. They could then notify authorities to further up further. I really believe that no gun shop owner wants to sell a weapon to someone who's going to use it to kill somebody else. 
and not in self-defense. So I believe that could work. So this All has right. to happen every time somebody buys a gun? What happened if somebody's no, buying no. their second and gun? Anything which is not a hunting weapon, which we know is has to be um, uh, five, five round capacity. And yeah, I know you can have semi-automatic shotguns, but again, they have to be uh, plugged to I think three, but I think mostly five can fit into that. No, but you're not answering my question. Perfect, but it's a step. You're not answering my question. Second time the guy buys a gun, the same gun, Mm -hmm. does he have to go through this training all over again? No. No, I would say, you know, once it's kind of like the hunter safety course. Once you have the hunter safety course, you're good for life, right? Eric, 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 Eric. This is a first step, gentlemen. Okay? <laughs> and, we, we, you know, it's easy for you guys to, to come on the air and then throw out Tom Cruise and everything. It's easy for you guys to throw your hands up and say, oh, there's nothing we can do because of the Second Amendment. But uh, I am I'm, I'm putting out there things we can do, try to make, and, and also that the money from this would go to the states, and that money would have to be earmarked to go to school districts to, to increase security in those school districts thereby providing the funding we need because none of us want to pay any more in the local taxes for our schools. Or if we do, we want to go to teaching the students, not having to defend them. Are we gonna... if we're saying in this country that we have to have this time, you know, we have to have this, this time where all these shootings are occurring, we have to harden the schools. And the last thing I think, and this is most important, what we have to do, it really, gentlemen, right, is we've got to re- redefine what a mass shooting is. Don't we? I mean, come on, 199. I agree with that. We, we got to up that, right? I mean, right. come on. Uh, so you know, to consider you know, just three or three or less killed. I mean, really, let's let's be honest. That's that's too few. Yeah, I agree. See, that would make sense. We'd have it, it, a lot fewer mass like, shootings in the U.S. if we would just go back to having liberals saying, "Okay, yeah, let's <laughs> let, 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 let's take up to at least ten, shall we?" And killed. Actually, killed. No, not just shot because you know, you know, someone gets shot. Do we need uh, do we need some yeah. common sense uh, driving regulations that will keep us all safer? Considering the guy in Texas also ran over and killed quite a few people with a car. I knew you were going to say that, Joe. And let's focus on what I want to focus on. Well, okay? this is this and, is and not a, this is not shooting. a Eric decides. People are going to bring that up. Oh, oh, Eric, we're going to limit guns, and we have to limit people buying this cars. This is not too. a this is not an Eric decides the course of the program. This is a discussion program. I'm asking you. You're saying we need all these common sense gun laws to keep us safer. What about driving laws? If someone wants After to do I a bad now, let me finish. Eric, 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 would if you would just let somebody finish <laughs> a sentence once, it would be a miracle. But you know, if if we have people that are taking cars and running folks down? Should we have some kind of mental health provisions for them? Should we require that people who drive vehicles undergo periodic psychological testing to make sure they aren't going to run over anybody? All right, Eric. So that's what you do. You take my, my time and you focus it on what oh you want to be your God. issues. I'm going to focus on, I, on, you know, this is a discourse on the topic I'm bringing up. And you've done that time and time again when you don't like the facts I bring, Eric, then you try to swing it over to dis- something else. It's a discussion program. We are allowed to ask you questions. We're allowed yeah, to talk to you about the topic. Let's discuss the arms issue. Let's let the, the driving right. issue to another point, or someone else calls in and wants to talk about that. Let's I don't want to talk discuss about that. Eric's idea. Joe, what do you think about the tax on ammunition and it would go to states that are doing something about gun violence? I don't think it's workable. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Eric, anything? what's the uh, second? And then uh, the next time we have this, and you guys said there's nothing we can do, I'll bring this up again. And my final point is this, and this is off the uh, Britannica website, so anyone can go and look at it. And I've heard Stan and other people say, oh, you know, the the number of shootings have gone down or or less than when we had the assault ban. And if you go on to the Britannica website, 
it shows you in, in graph form exactly how many occurred during that 94 to 2004 and, and a nice bar graph compared to, to what it is. And if you take out 1999, which was the Columbine shooting, unfortunately, all of them are under under in, number of incidents under five. Now, if you look for the last since 2016, what are you talking about? What would now, that? What would this do? Including this year, they are all approaching eight, nine, ten, and last year it was twelve. And again, this is a, a definition. I, I was speaking facetiously, of course, before, but this is four or more killed or injured or three or more killed, not including the shooter. And if you look at that as your criteria, right, then the graph is off off the chart compared to what we have now versus when we have the assault weapons ban, 1994 to 2004. Right, this isn't spouting. This is the actual fact I'm taking off this website. All right, we got you, buddy. Thank you. Thanks for calling in. You no, know, I appreciate the discourse, but <laughs> I, I do also appreciate... But maybe we can talk about the topic that I call that was in about. Me. That was me saying goodbye. Thank you. <laughs> okay, thank you, sir. All right. Eric shall decide what we discuss and how we discuss it. Thank you, Eric, for rules, saving us rules, from ourselves. Rules of engagement <laughs> by, by Eric. All right. Thank you so much, sir. All right. 570-743-9565. We're hitting the button. We've got two callers ready to go. We'll be right back. Hmm. When car repairs get difficult. Well, I... I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 630 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 6 30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the mm. out of auto repair. All right, welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. Stan is, nope, Bobby is next. Go ahead, sir. You are on the mark. Yes, um, I can say good morning, everyone, and thank WKOK for being on the air for, what, 90 years? Yeah. Anyhow, the um, you know the ratings game and and all the surveys and like MTV awards and Arbitron surveys and that and uh, uh, of course like with the Grammy the Grammy awards and being you know members of this, uh, the songwriting and musicians and that you know I always wondered how MTV did that. Did what? Did no, what? Yeah, no. As far as their awards go. Oh know that. yeah, who knows? If there's uh, membership, or they go by ratings, or or, uh, or a jury, or something. Yeah, yeah. You were on a jury, did? did no, no, they... no, no. I don't mean that. <laughs> but I mean, uh, yeah. In other words, how 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 MTV? You know, all these award shows. And I that, have no like, idea. How, you know, do you have to be a member well, why, of, why, of why MTV? Don't you check, why don't or, you check? Is stuff done, done online? I mean, how how do they do that now? Why don't you check their website and see what the criteria is? We can't answer that question, but they might be able to answer it for you. Okie dokie. All right, that thanks, might just Scott. be the best way to go. Thank you, uh, sir. Yeah. All right, thank you. Yeah, see you. All right, Stan. Tax ammunition and funnel it to states that are doing good on gun violence. 
there's probably no states doing good. And there's, remember, there's no such thing as gun violence. There's only people violence. Amen. The gun, is, the gun is merely a tool. Now, let's see. Where to start? Uh, there was never an assault weapons ban. I don't care what they said. There was never a ban because the guns were still widely available to be purchased new in any gun shop that was that sold them. Okay. The only thing they did was uh, outlaw some cosmetic features, which did nothing to the total function of the gun. That's it. Okay. So anybody that says there was an assault weapons ban is very misinformed. Okay. Just because the government said there was, there wasn't. <laughs> now. As far as Eric's ideas, you know, the only people they've those ideas penalize are the law-abiding citizens, okay? Makes things harder for them to do, you know, to exercise their rights. The criminals don't care because they will go out and violate any law that's put on the books because, as we know, they're criminals, and they do it every day. Right, you you make that argument often on the program, and I, I don't think and it's, it's not a, true. I don't think it's a bad argument, but you know, someone said to me, "What about my right to go to a shopping center without worried about whether or not I'm going to be shot, or my right to send my kid to school without oh. worrying about whether or not uh, he's going to be you're shot?" You're right, Joe. I agree with you there. Okay, what? now I agree with you, Joe. You shouldn't have to worry about that. So how are you going to stop it? Because the criminals are going to be criminals. The, the mentally defectives are still going to be mentally defective. How are you going to stop it? Well, I think that you have to realize that the gun gives uh, the, the killer or the bad person or the scumbag, as you call them, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, they are scumbags. It gives, it gives them a much better chance to create havoc than if they didn't have a gun. I mean, that's I'm not in favor of taking people's guns away, but I think you have to admit that a gun makes it possible for mass killings to happen on a fairly easy basis. Okay, if you say so. Now, let, let me put it to you this way. <laughs> I could take a 12-gauge pump shotgun, load it up with double-hot buckshot, and put an extended mag tube on it, and get just as much carnage if that's the desired result, okay, in a crowded mall. Wouldn't be hard. It could be done. And that's a 12-gauge pump shotgun, which Eric likes to say is a hunting firearm, correct? I don't know. I don't hunt. So. Well, yeah, it would be a hunting <laughs> oh. rifle, sure. Exactly. Okay, it's not a semi-automatic, it's a pump gun. Well, some of them okay? have magazines, too, so you could get a magazine shotgun. Right, and, and and they make short rounds that you could fit 15 to 20 rounds in a an extended mag tube pump shotgun. There okay, you go. So you go into a crowded mall and you start working that thing, the carnage will be the same. None of it's good. Well, so, now that you've given somebody a bad idea, it's a modified <laughs> no, hunting rifle. No, anybody with you know, bad ideas, Joe. Come on, the crazies are going to be crazies. Now, as far as excise taxes on just ammo that goes in an AR-style weapon, sorry, Eric, your uh, .30-06 uh, hunting round that goes in your pump rifle that would go into an AR or or a semi-automatic rifle .30-06. Or if you got a 308, that'll go into AR platform rifle. Okay, it's an AR-10. So you want to do that? Go for it. But there's already excise taxes on firearms and ammo, and it goes to the conservation. All right, but let's let's be honest. I think Eric, although he makes his point somewhat overly emotional. Um, 
what do we do? I mean, we can't just continue to say there's nothing that can be done. We can't say that it's all mental health issues because there's a varying degrees of mental health, uh, as my son has explained to me, and I think he makes a valid point that you can't just say everybody's who has a mental health issue is a, a, insane or likely to be a, a criminal or a scumbag or a murderer. So <laughs> what, what do we do? I mean, how do we make it safer? You don't want to take any oh. way, anybody's gun rights. I don't want to take away anybody's rights, but I also don't want to take away somebody's life. I don't want red flag laws. I think think a red flag law, I'm sorry, it's absolutely essential. And it needs to be, I I like what the state did, uh, saying that if you make a false report of somebody's mental health and their guns get taken away, it's a felony. But we've got to find some way to take guns out of the hands of people who have these mental aberrations. We've got to do it. The problem with a red flag law is, first of all, who's going to administer it? Okay, police and the, the police. Court. They police already the court. exist. Right. No, okay, they're Next. going to administer it. Now, right now, that would be unreasonable search and seizure, wouldn't it? Is that your? Fourth well, it depends right? on how the law is written. They're in the process of crafting the law now in Harrisburg. David Rowe found one of the obvious flaws in it, and uh, so did some other folks. So they're in the process of hacking through, you know, so, cobbling together a law that they think could work. So a person has done no crime, committed no crime, and you will go because a neighbor or somebody claims or family member claims that the guy's a little off on the, on the head. But if he's Maybe. not, it's not. It's but, a felony for them to report it if it, if he isn't. Well, not, oh, if, okay. they, not if they think and it's found. And, and that, that'll be great, except the guy still loses his rights. So, so what? Until, until that's sorted out. Okay, so what's the big so deal? Was, was so it absolutely Joe, essential? No, wait a second. Right wait now, a second, Joe, Stan. what are you doing? You're speaking on the radio. <laughs> was it okay, absolutely... What if the government came in and said, no, Joe, you can't do that anymore? Was it absolutely essential for him to have that gun that day so he could go out and plink tin cans? I'm sorry. I don't know. It's, I don't know the situation. Oh, well, so I'm you're, telling you're going you, hypotheticals. I'm okay? telling you that I think that he, him giving up his rights for a day or two in order to promote public safety and keep people from being killed is a worthwhile exchange. Well, then they need to, if they're going to do that, then they need to bring him into the, not just go take his guns, because that's going to result in some problems, too. If the cops go in, you know, and have warrants to just knock and bang and go through the door. Things bad things happen. If they want to do that, they need to go to the house. They need to arrest the man, take him before a judge, and throw out, lay out the charges. Okay, that's what needs to happen. Not just go in and take them, because bad things will happen. Because people will defend their homes, whether that's right or wrong. That's what will happen. People will. So you're saying that these peaceful, law-abiding citizens are suddenly going to turn into mass murderers because someone wants to take their guns away for a day? They, no, no, that's not what I said. If you send the cops to houses, okay, on a no-knock warrant or, or even a knock-and-bang warrant where they crash the door down because the guy that's supposedly behind that door is said to be a dangerous person, and that guy happens to have a gun in his home for self-defense, and he hears that somebody crashed through his door and he doesn't know who it is? Bad things will happen. I don't think they're going to come crashing through the door... <laughs> 
You know, you, you're really? making it, you're making it sound you're, you're, awfully extreme. Don't you think what's more than likely to happen well, is it? No, let me let me finish. Aren't they more? Aren't they more than likely to go to the door, knock on it, and say, Mister Smith, uh, we have a warrant here to pick up your guns because it's been uh, someone has reported that you may be a threat to yourself or others. You know, and you have a the right to appear before a judge right now to defend yourself and to get whatever help you may need be need, be needing in order to uh, if any yeah if any in order to get your weapons back isn't right. that more likely to happen stan will give you the last I, word. I don't know how's the law written yeah we don't know yet how's, we haven't how, seen how, the draft how version. Is confiscate people's weapons they ain't saying how they're going to do it okay but so you, you were, use I, the word confiscate doing, here's what here's what i want to see happen joe okay if they're going to do a red flag law then there's only one thing that can happen a warrant for that person's arrest needs to happen. The guy needs to be arrested, and then they take the weapons out of the home. Okay? They come to his house and say, you're under arrest for suspicion of <laughs> thinking bad things. Okay? We're going to take you. Know, I don't know what, what, what the reason would be other than, you know, somebody reporting them to be whatever. So they're going to arrest them. They're going to haul them before arraignment for the judge, and then he can make his case. Okay? Right. But to just come in and say, nope, we're taking your guns. And the guy has no recourse. Oh, yeah, he can go down to the judge. But right there, you're, you're putting the onus on on the gun owner. He has to defend himself for something that he hasn't even done. But if I, I didn't think that was allowed in this country. It's called guilty till proven innocent. They, they do I, it every day. They take away people's driver's licenses because they've been charged with a crime. You know, they, they, they uh, do that. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Charged with a beating like DUI? And that, yes. Yes. They've committed a crime. Well, maybe it's You're mental guilty. illness. <laughs> All right. Oh, so now you want to make mental illness a crime? Now, come on, Joe. Thank you, Stan. You're a good advocate for gun rights. Thank All you, sir. Right. Much appreciated. Very, that, poor, very poor advocate for the red flag laws. <laughs> well, yeah, that's not going to work. But uh, to be continued, maybe they could work if they're drafted right. You're listening to WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings, welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show, On the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. <laughs> yeah? You seem argumentative today. No, I'm, I'm just at the point where I think we... We can't just keep saying there's nothing we can do. We've got to right. do something. On well, the, I, I checked on the NRA's website. They said we're still not there yet. So still no new laws <laughs> are necessary yet. We need to. The death toll is not high enough. Oh, you saw what I don't understand is how a red flag law and universal background checks take away any of your rights. It's not confiscating your guns. It's not telling well, you you can't have a gun. Joe. Huh? Well, explain to me how that's taking away any of red your rights. Red flag laws. One day I have my gun, and then because something has happened beyond my control, the next day I do not. Now, I have a right to a gun, but it's taken away. So, therefore, my right to a gun is taken away. Well, not that's permanent. true. It is it's not permanent. Temporary. But for any given moment, I may want, need, desire, have the 
opportunity or hope to have a gun? And the answer is no, suppose, and that right's taken away. Suppose the law was written thusly. Uh, someone makes a credible, a credible complaint or raises a credible issue about your mental capacity to own firearms. Okay. So the maximum they can be taken away from you, we impose a maximum, three days. Okay. Now, in three days, if they can't make the case against you that you shouldn't have the guns, they have to give them back. Now, what would be wrong with that? So constitutionally, removing someone's rights for three days seems like a workable compromise to you? Yes, it does. Oh, come on now. In order to keep people safe, it sure does. No. (laughs) I'm Joanne Stare on the same page with me on this. No. (laughs) Go ahead. Suggest something else. Well, no. No. I think that and a universal background check, I think, are uh, common sense. You always say common sense rules that would make us safer. (laughs) There they are. That's not me. That's Senator Toomey. He invented that phrase, and I noticed that it is catching on. A lot more people are using that phrase. Well, I, I honestly think those two things, and I do think there should be, a, it should be, first of all, a felony to report someone as being mentally incapable of owning a firearm. And they're when not. When they're not. And you, you know, knew they were not. And you knew they were not. Definitely should be a felony with a mandatory okay. prison sentence. Okay. Okay? False report. But other than that, I don't see, and I think there should be a limit on how long they can take them without you being properly adjudicated as being a threat to yourself or others. Well, despite the fact that Republicans in Washington say we're, we haven't killed enough people just yet to make any changes, and the NRA says we definitely aren't there yet. The rest of the country is starting and to And what switch. is the maximum hold they can put on you and, a, uh, and an involuntary commitment? Isn't it 72 hours? Mm, That's you mean three for days. a mental health commitment? Yes. Mm, I, I think it's think 72 it's, hours. Okay, well, yeah, you might know. I don't know the length of time, but they definitely can do that. If so they, that's three days. If they're concerned about you being a hazard. So in other words, oh, I can't go plink a tin cans today because they think I'm mentally ill and they took my guns away. Oh, but I can go Wednesday. Joe, plinking <laughs> is my life. Okay, so that's... You know, I don't know. All right, to be continued. Eric uh, doesn't get one more minute. He's uh, on there wanting one more minute. You don't get one, Eric. Absolutely <laughs> not. And if you do, Eric, if we give you one minute. We're going to talk to you. Joe, no, Joe's going to talk over you. The whole, no, we're just kidding. Hold on. I do have to do the, do the headlines. You have to do the deadlines, do you? <laughs> Thank you. Jeez. 570-743-9565 is our telephone number. 570-743-9565. You can email us at onthemarket, W to KOK.com. You can text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. We do have some good emails here, but calls come first, so we haven't gotten to those yet. So we've had some good callers so far. So yeah, we still don't know how they determine who's the winner of the MTV Awards, so we're trying to find that <laughs> out here. On the mark at WKOK.com, 70236. Include the keyword OTM, or call us 570-743-9565. Some very brief news headlines here. A portion of Broad Street in West Milton will be closed this week for a railroad crossing replacement project. PennDOT says work takes place from Thursday to next Tuesday on Broad Street in West Milton. A lengthy detour will be posted. Expect delays this week when a short paving project starts on Route 11 in Point Township, Northumberland County. That'll take place between the Montour County line and Snyder Road. That's a daytime flagging project, so there'll be lane restrictions there. Watch for some delays. Pennsylvania seeking to become medical professionals will soon be able to receive certification at three of the state-owned universities. Our correspondent David Payne following that local story. Starting this fall, courses on emergency medical technician training will take place at Commonwealth University, which is made up of Bloomsburg, Lock Haven, and Mansfield Universities. The evening course will take place over a period of 16 weeks beginning in late August and last through December. The self-directed remote learning course will
will be offered at all three campuses. Scholarships will also be available through Commonwealth's Workforce Development Office. Log on to CommonwealthU.edu for details. I'm David Payne. W- I'm David Payne, News Radio 1070 WKOK. Who was that? Uh, he, he wouldn't say. That's <laughs> funny. Uh, that's an odd one. I guess he forgot he did his LQ. Uh, WHTM is reporting local faith groups came together in Harrisburg to call for solutions to end gun violence. The group Heeding God's Call to End Gun Violence, unquote, brought together faith organizations yesterday to tackle the issue. They held an educational forum followed by a witness walk from the Capitol Street Presbyterian Church to the Harris AME Zion Church. Gerald Rhodes, vice chair of the Harrisburg chapter of Heeding God's Call to End Gun Violence, said things uh, there are better ways to resolve conflict. And here in Harrisburg, we're working to teach some of the youth some of the skills to reduce conflict and negotiate with one another to solve problems rather than jump to use a gun. Uh, the memorial is in the yard of the Harris AME Zion Church. T-shirts represent the people who lost their lives to gun violence in the Harrisburg area in the last five years. It'll be on display through Saturday, May 13th. State police honored the sacrifice of the department's fallen troopers at the site of a monument dedicated to those members. The memorial ceremony attended by Governor Josh Shapiro and the First Lady Lori Shapiro uh, at the State Police Academy in Hershey was held in conjunction with the department's 118th anniversary. The names of 103 members of the state police who died while serving the people of Pennsylvania were read aloud. Trooper Monty Mitchell became the 103rd name added to the memorial wall. A 14-year veteran of the state police, Mitchell was assigned to Troop C. Dubois when he passed away after an on-duty medical emergency February 8th. The ceremony, the ceremony included a moment of silence and a rifle salute, and I think that was Friday. And, Joe, you have a new king. Uh, there was a whole lot of pomp and circumstance in London over the weekend as King Charles III was crowned Saturday in Westminster Abbey. Sorry, he's not my king. Did you, we fought a war to get rid of a king. <laughs> did you watch it at all? No. My wife did. I wandered through the room from time to time and saw, saw what they were doing. Yeah. Okay. Hundreds of celebrities and tens of thousands of well-wishers witnessed the coronation. Then there were hundreds of parties all over the country yesterday in England. It was the first time a new monarch was crowned in the 70 years since Charles' mother, the late Queen Elizabeth, took the throne. The lavish ceremony... Fe- Are you okay, buddy? She gave it back, though, eventually. <laughs> you said she took the throne. Right. <laughs> okay, I got you. Anyway, the ceremony featured swords, crown, swords. Oh. swords, crown jewels, scepters, orbs, and crowns, of course, with parades and other good ceremonial events honoring the occasion. The historic event was not without its drama, though Prince Harry flew in and out, sitting a few rows behind the king, and Disgraced Prince Andrew, oh, the disgraced Prince Andrew was booed by the crowds, and they put they put Harry behind um, the king's sister, okay, wearing a rather large hat with a plume in it, so that the she cameras couldn't, couldn't get a him. shot of him. Oh, and to see Jill Biden didn't wear a hat, she got a lot of grief on that. She was the only person in church without a hat. Well, or the only woman in church without a hat. Even even King Charles had a hat. Heaven forbid. <laughs> he got a hat too. Everybody has a hat. I'm a hat. You're. He a got hat. a crown. He and he and his wife got a crown. Pretty nice ones too. Yeah, they are. They weigh like three pounds or something. Did they get to pry the jewels out and sell them on the black market? <laughs> All right, five seven zero seven four three nine five six five. Eric, you get sixty seconds. As usual, Stan, after calling me, always throws up uh, questionable facts. Um, I'm reading now from Wikipedia again. 
the Public Safety and Recreational Firearms Act of, 19, of 2000, uh, 1994, Sunset 2004. The act prohibited the manufacture, transfer, or possession of semi-automatic assault weapons as defined by the act. There it is. So, and he says, all oh, the, uh, the, uh, you couldn't add or, re- you know, no. It, it actually did that. Now, was there a grandfather clause? Yeah. If you had one before that time, you kept it, you know. But, uh, you couldn't, you, I don't believe you could sell it to somebody else. Um, but, and again, the facts are, during that time period, the number of mass shootings, as I defined, were relatively low. And since that time, especially in the last 10 years, they've gone much, much higher. All this right. act at least addressed some of them. And some can say, well, it's the, it's the times are different between, uh, 1994 and 2004. We guess what? If we try that again, maybe it's an idea. All right, and we got you, sir. Any idea? See this treasury suit? Think that won't. Time's work. up. The minute's gone. Bye. <laughs> Keep Thank you, sir. Much appreciated. All right, Lance is up next. Good morning, sir. Hey, why well, the key to that there is as defined by the act. They didn't specifically do the firearms. You had to have those deadly features. The deadly features were. Bayonet lug, threaded muzzle, a pistol grip, a couple other things, a hand guard, okay? So, if you, and that's exactly what the manufacturers did, they put them out as defined by the act. See what I'm talking about? Right, so they didn't have all those features. Yeah, you couldn't have a bayonet lug, and you could not have a threaded muzzle. But you could. that, That helped to make them more accurate. Right, plus you could go elsewhere at the gun show and buy a threaded lug, and you could go elsewhere at the gun show and buy a handle grip. You could still buy all the pieces and cobble one together if you so chose. Yeah, I know, and it would be illegal. Once it's put together? Oh, so you weren't even allowed to own them. That's an odd one. With those features on it? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. But as defined by the Act, that is the key there. Okay. Now, if you take those 10 years... That was also the years of mass incarceration, was it not? We took the criminals off of the streets. And during that time, the murder rate went from right around 10 per 100,000, and it dropped to right around 5 per 100,000 by, I think, about year 15. So in those years, you know, from, uh, from 94 till like about 14, 15, Take a look at the murder rates. And that was because we put the criminals in jail. What a novel idea, you know? <laughs> and they scream and yell about, uh, you know, mass incarceration. Well, if you have mass crime, don't you have to mass incarcerate? I mean, well, and I think, you know, you and I are doing what we're supposed to be doing. We're talking about ideas, some that will work and have worked, and some that won't work and won't and didn't work in the past, and maybe they helped, maybe they didn't, and uh, and do this. But, of course, we won't have this conversation in Washington or Harrisburg because the NRA says it's not time. Okay. Well, no, here, look, here's the deal, though. We did all kinds of things at like they want, and... What happened was they uh, stopped the production of the guns anyway, even though none were used in crime. Here, we'll start with, uh, if I can do them off the top of my head. Uh, First off, you go to buy the gun, you pay for it, right? Then you go and you get fingerprinted. Then you have three different background checks, actually four. 
It's the local police, the state police, the FBI, and Interpol. Now, this takes a $200 tax, of course, and it takes about a year to get your gun. Okay? Then, of course, the sheriff has to sign a letter that you've never, they've never been to your house at all. Then you must have secured storage that can be inspected at any time that they say that they need to come around to take a look at it. Now, we just to say, from 1934, when this went into effect, to 1986, 52 years, not one of these guns, like 174,000, was ever used in any kind of a crime. Hmm. So, out of the blue in 86, they say, no new ones. <laughs> you can buy, sell, and trade what's out there, but no new ones. Now, because of what they did with our machine guns, everybody looks around and they say, you know, these people are demonstrably untrustworthy. So we get a little gun-shy when they start mentioning these so-called uh, common-sense ideas. I mean, you blame us? So here, you would have thought, well, you'd say, well, well done, good and faithful servants. What should we Go do? Go right ahead. Keep on going. Well, what I find it hard to believe that, that anybody can say with absolute certainty that none of those guns was ever used in any crime over 54 years or whatever it was. Well, they, they weren't. At least there weren't any that were reported. Or, yeah, they weren't caught, that's all. Well, the trouble okay. with outlaws right. is yeah, they're they outlaws. Caught. But what I'm saying is that none that were ever uh, adjudicated. Where did you get so, that fact? I'd be interested in reading that story. Well, that's uh, oh, hey. it, it's so it's just known. <laughs> well, yeah, well, well a lot no, of things are just known. known. It's, it's history. Well, yeah, but if it's history, it's written. Where is it written? Wikipedia, Joe. Moving on. <laughs> Thank you. Not Anything else? Wikipedia, but no. What I'm telling you though is really true. Take a look at the law that they passed in '86. Okay. But you're saying it's really true, but you can't tell me where the citation is well, that says case, it's true. Well, it's congressional record. More than likely. Well, it would have to just, be there. Just That's Google the it, Joe. Anything else, Lance? <laughs> well, oh, what should yeah, we do, Lance? What should we do? Schools. Okay. okay. Hardening All schools. Right. Now, here. We know that it's a little top-heavy, but I didn't realize just how top-heavy things were or were getting and how horrible our public schools are. This is from 2000 to 2019, Okay. The number of students increased by 7.6%. The number of teachers by 8.7%. The number of administrators by 87.6%. Wow. And they all get a million dollars apiece. Right. And add to that why what the uh, top dog of the teachers' union said, which you're going to say, there he goes again, right? But when the... (laughs) Kids start paying union dues. We'll worry about the kids. Amen. You okay. Put that together. Okay. Right. Now, if you go up against that, thinking you're going to change it, I think I know the moniker you need to put on your lapel: a windmill. So. You mean a little propeller I, on your head? I mean, it's a no. A chaotic quest is what I'm trying to get at. That uh, you're just not going to, it's just too inbred. The only thing we can do is put a little competition to those public schools. 
All right, we got you. All right, thank you, sir. Thanks for calling in. Much appreciated. All right, we're hitting the break. We got one caller waiting, but we'll take more comers. 570-743-9565. We're talking about common sense changes in gun laws that will make us safer. This is the 956th time we've discussed this after a shooting of some idea. Although I do like Eric's idea of raising the threshold of mass shootings. If you want to have fewer of them, change the death rate that has to happen in order to call it a mass shooting, and then we'll have fewer of them. 570-743-9565. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com and text us at 70236 with the keyword OTM. Mm-hmm. When car repairs get difficult... Well, I... I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections? Quick Lane, 630 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 6. 30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the mm. out of auto repair. All right, upper right hand corner, Joe, real right. quick. 380,000 guns of all types are estimated stolen each year. What are the odds of any new regulation controlling criminal or mentally disturbed people from using them? We're using those guns. All right, we'll get rid of that. One of our listeners sends us a clipping about the use of, Ill- uh, of, use of legally owned uh, automatic weapons or machine guns. Uh, they say only two incidents have been recorded since 1934. One was a doctor who used his legally owned submachine gun in a murder. The other is much more well-known. September of 1988, Patrolman Roger Waller of Dayton, Ohio Police Department used his fully automatic 38 caliber submachine gun to kill a police informant. Waller pleaded guilty in 1990. He and an accomplice were sentenced to 18 years in prison. There have been several cases since then uh, in using illegally modified weapons to shoot automatic. One was the North Hollywood bank robbers that had converted their weapons to automatic and uh, that's about it, they say. Okay. And one of our other emailers says, Joe, if the courts are going to be used to determine if someone under a red flag law report should have their guns taken away, it won't be a day or two. It would likely be months and possibly years until the case is heard and decided. Whatever happened to the gun owner's constitutional rights under the Second Amendment? I guess it would be incumbent upon the gun owner to hire and pay for an attorney or mental health professional to advocate in court of why the gun owner's gun should not be taken away. We obviously didn't hear what I said. I think there ought to be a time limit on it. Three days. If they if they can't get a hearing and they can't convince a judge that you deserve to have your weapons taken away at least temporarily within three days, you get them back. Okay, uh, read that then, if you would. Please. All right. In the one incident recently on Florida, the shooters were twelve and seventeen. How did they get guns? And we didn't read EB's read. Oh, and that's on mass shooting. Well, let's right. do stand. It's only a minute, and then we'll be go okay. from there. Good morning, sir. You are on the mark. Thanks for calling back. <laughs> Yeah, good morning. So, we're going to use Wikipedia as an authority. Uh, it's just it's just more information out there. I didn't say it was all true. I'm just passing the <laughs> Eric info. Eric seems off. to think so. Well, it's just but, more info. 
I know exactly what was going on in the period between 94 and 2004 because I handled those weapons, okay? They were in circulation, brand new ones. All that the manufacturers did was comply with the law, which if it couldn't be threaded, okay, they sent a gun out with no threads on the barrel. They couldn't have a bayonet lug, they sent a gun out without no bayonet lug. That's all it was, was cosmetic features. The basic function of the firearm did not change, period. Okay. Okay? And that's that's what, it, you know, we're going to ban semi-automatic assault rifles. And well, if, they didn't. And if I wanted to, if I wanted to buy all those parts at a gun show and put them on my gun, was it illegal for me to have? Yes, the... it was illegal. Yeah. Okay. They, I don't know if it was illegal to have. They would say that comes under intent. Then with them, if you have the parts and you have the gun, okay. then there's intent that you could do it. But yes, you are not. You were not allowed in that period to put them on a firearm. But you were now, grandfathered in if you already had one. Yeah, because. You were. I mean, they can't take what you already have. At least okay. they haven't in the past. Now, who knows what they <laughs> might try and do now. Right. But, uh, you know, all the guns made after 94 that had the cosmetic features that they banned were marked law enforcement and military use only because Colt made an AR-15 marked that way. Okay. Okay. It had all the same features. Now, magazines, okay, when the ban went in, there was no more than 10-round magazines. But there was millions upon millions of 30, 20 and 30 round magazines in circulation. Now, people used them. So, but I don't recall anybody ever being arrested for intent, you know, at the gun range, because that's where they would have been used. You understand what I'm saying? I follow you. They're all over. So, there's there's billions know, now. They did exist. They were built and they were sold just without cosmetic features. Okay. Okay. They never. It did not change the function of the fire. Oh, well, time's <laughs> over. Time's Thank up. you, sir. Thanks for calling in. All Interesting, right, have a good one. Much Interestingly enough, I was reading this article. In the years after the assault weapon ban went into effect, whatever you want to call it, the number of deaths from mass shootings fell, and the increase in the annual number of incidents slowed down, even including 1999's Columbine High School Massacre, the deadliest mass shooting during the period of the ban. From 1994 to 2004 period, saw lower average annual rates of both mass shootings and deaths resulting from such incidents than before the ban's inception. Well, the ban would have had nothing to do with that, though. I'm, I guarantee what you're saying is true, that, you know, the, the so-called assault weapons bans or these cosmetic changes bans were in effect, and then the uh, number of mass shootings went down. But whatever the law was had nothing to do with that. I mean, it's probably just the normal ebb and flow of violence that, you know, that rises and falls, as, you know, normally around here in the U.S., and, and gun violence goes up and down. Sometimes it's worse, and incarceration was up as well. So you have the corollary there that we, as uh, Lance pointed out, you have mass incarceration that's occurring because of other things like crack cocaine, and that's blooming at that time. So uh, the, the assault weapon bans wouldn't have had any impact on mass shootings because, they, first of all, some of the weapons were already out there if folks wanted to use one of those. And secondly, it's just it's the same weapon. It just doesn't have these things. There's no mass shooting that occurs with somebody using their bayonet or probably a silent that would, you know, a suppressor that would go at the end of a, a threaded barrel, and they can certainly fire no. the weapon without a handle. You can okay. certainly get 
plenty of you know 50 round banana clips out there there there's billions have been produced so they're already out there so it, i'm just saying it's probably coincidence or something else is going on the assault okay. weapon ban i mean i, th- I that. think that you know everybody's getting oh they're going to confiscate my guns they're going to take away my weapons but you know a simple red flag law such as i'm proposing it seems mm-hmm. to me would do do something to solve the problem well and you should be happy in harrisburg they're doing it they're cobbling together they're yeah, talking but they're about not that. talking about my my 33 day three, not yet no you know, but what they're doing is they're tr- sampling amendments they're sort of running them up the flagpole to people like representative Rowe, as i point to him as though we were sitting there and i don't see he's not there he is not there <laughs> but he's an advocate for gun rights but at the same time he's listening to the hearing and every time he says no that won't work he says well how about this instead you know he gives a suggestion maybe a three-day waiting period i haven't heard him say that yet but we'll have to bring him in here he speaks to us not a three-day waiting period a three-day time and in which the courts either have to adjudicate you as being someone whose gun should be removed okay. or you get them back. Well, that would be fine. And there's other things. You, yeah, so you, you agree with me on that? Right. Yeah, that would be fine. That's okay. And then I think, uh, is it the 302s that involve 72 hours? That's my, okay, th- so, my understanding. Right, so that's already out there. So we do have, there's already an example of uh, court proceedings that are expedited because somebody's rights are being temporarily withheld. All right, uh, we got one call coming in, but we'll take more comers. Let's hit the button again to stay on schedule since we took our first break late. We'll take this one. Uh, we do have a very cogent email from EB that raises some interesting questions and basically says Joe's mentally ill, so we're going to have to talk about that when we come back. But call us now, 570-743-9565. You can email us. Us at on the mark at wkok.com. You can text us at 70236, but you have to do, as uh, at least one individual has done, include the keyword OTM. Right, welcome back. Uh, after another shooting over the weekend in Texas, we got a letter from EB, and we got a caller standing by. Go ahead. EB says there was yet another mass shooting over the weekend, this time at a mall near Dallas, Texas. According to media reports, the shooter had an interest in white supremacist ideology and neo-Nazi views. He also had a patch on his clothing that read RWDS, an acronym for Right Wing Death Squad. Hardly a surprise that it was a right wing lunatic behind this massacre. Have you? ever noticed that it's pretty much always a right-winger responsible for these senseless slaughters. Of course, conservatives consistently blame mass shootings on mental illness, so I guess it's fair game to say that being a conservative is a mental illness. It's no wonder Republican politicians will do nothing to support common-sense gun control. Their people are the ones committing the murders, and they apparently like it that way. Signed, E.B. And of course, E.B., we need to also consider taking away firearms from those insane transgender people who shoot up others, folks, too. Is that a mental illness? If being a conservative is a mental illness, is transgenderism a mental illness? Because one of them shot up. Well, gender And dys- we still haven't heard their uh, manifesto yet. Gender dysphoria is, is considered a, a, a mental illness health concern or mental illness of some form or another. Well, I noticed EB didn't write a note in demanding to have that released. <laughs> Cindy, Cindy, you're on, you're the, on mark. the mark. Oh, I'm going to approach this by looking at two other situations and asking us if that if the similar response would be rational. There's a lot of drunk driving, and if someone is arrested for drunk driving, do we confiscate their car? 
No, but we put a breathalyzer on the ignition that requires them to breathe into it before they can start it. Well, sometimes we do. Do we, do we examine people? Like, we do stop people. So let's say that the policeman stops you, and for whatever reason he feels like you are going to go out and get drunk. Should he then be able to confiscate your car? Cindy, start walking. No, but if they if you fail no, a field sobriety no, well if you fail a field sobriety test which they will and are permitted to give you and you fail it, you're not going to drive anywhere. They're going to take gonna you to take jail. Your car. Yeah, they are. Confiscate your car from you. Yeah, they you will. Can't have it. Yes, they will. What? They're going to tow it away and you know or have somebody else oh, come and get night. it. Right. That they but they're going to take away your right to drive it for a period for of time. For that moment. Yeah, for that moment. Let me ask you this. You know, our, our society is plagued with venereal disease many kinds of venereal disease. Would it be rational then for us to outlaw sexual intercourse and or any sexual activity? Because if we did, very quickly we could kill those numbers. We could bring them right down to nearly zero, except for people with syphilis, because they are going to have to die of their illness. But other than that, we could put a halt to it if we just outlawed sex. Is that a reasonable thing to consider doing? No, I because think people are going to engage in that activity no matter what the law says. And what concerns me is that we are chasing the wrong dog every time these things happen. And they're terrible. I'm not thinking that they're okay. They are terrible things that happen. But we don't seem to get to why is that single person behaving this way. Why? And, you know, it's largely men. I think two incidents were women. 98% of the time it's men. So before we take everyone's guns, I think we should really only take men's guns because men are the people who are doing this, not women. Okay, but and then you don't even support a red flag law, which, you know, I think it's common sense. Well, I think we have to write the person a check. If you take their property, the government is taking their property, then they have to compensate them for it. That is a line in the Constitution. But that's not what I'm proposing. What I'm saying is if they, if they can't show within three days that you are a threat to yourself or others, that you get your weapons back. Well, suppose that you, as a woman, you know, I have a concern because physically I lack the strength to protect myself like some men have the strength to protect themselves. So I might buy a gun in order to protect myself. Let's say that there's someone and they are interacting with me and I feel threatened by them. But now you want to take my gun away from me and leave me defenseless. No, I don't. Unless yes, someone you do. says you you're waiting. Said they're the, only going to take the gun for three days. Unless someone reports you and someone says, I believe Cindy is a threat to herself or others, and then they have to prove that within three days in a court or you get your guns back. Okay, so the guy that, or the person who's threatening me, making me feel threatened and afraid, they call in and report me as a threat to them, myself or others. The police come and take my weapon, disarm no. me, and now that person is still armed. And now they can, and you're saying, Why didn't you get a, that's a felony to lie about that. Well, it not do me a, much good if I'm dead, Joe. Why didn't you get a PFA against them? <laughs> but I'll tell you what, he'll be sorry. That's why we have PFAs a system in place. aren't even as good as the paper they're written on, and that's pretty much demonstrated. Yeah, that much everybody agrees is, on. Uh, they're just useless. Cindy, it, what it, can we do? I really don't know, Mark, except the things that I've suggested, that when someone behaves this way, we should examine at a microscopic level that person. And if it and we should the government should have the power to confiscate their body when they're dead 
and or incarcerate them and draw blood and do all kinds of studies, MRIs, et cetera, et cetera. I read an article recently, please don't ask me to cite the source, I can go back and try to discover it, where they found that these people had a different kind of brain. They actually had a change in a part of their brain. Now, this was a small study because, of course, we don't uh, usurp people's bodies in these situations, but I think we should. If you've behaved in this way, then this is one more thing that you're going to forfeit control over your body when you're dead, your family's right to control your body, and it be examined. I can't help but believe that there has, as, as was pointed out throughout the show, something has changed. But we're not looking for what has changed, right? We're only looking at the behavior that's a consequence of the change. What has changed that some men behave this way? Why is why is it? Is it a biochemical reason? Is well, it a, an anatomical reason? There's what? more. There's uh, lots of things have changed. Everything's changed. Social media has changed. Well, maybe or maybe not for that person. I don't know. But we will never know if we don't examine those things intimately, and we don't. We as a society just react with, let's punish everybody. Everybody loses their guns. This is what I hear. Everybody loses this specific gun as though the next one on the list can't shoot you just as dead. It's no consolation to me if I'm shot dead by a revolver versus a handgun versus a hunting rifle versus a shotgun versus an AR-15, that really makes no difference to me or my family. I'm still dead. <laughs> and I appreciate the thought. I understand the naivete of, well, if we just stop letting people have guns, and, the, and the, it just uh, astounds me to listen to that and recognizing that there are over 350 million guns in this country, just how many do you think you can take away? <laughs> All you're doing is leaving the, the people who behaved appropriately, who owned their gun legally, who took care of it correctly, who used it appropriately, you're punishing them. Because that's who you're going to take the guns away from. Amen, sister. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, nicely done. Much appreciated. Thank you. All right. One, is, one line is occupied, but the rest are open and ready for more calls. 570-743-9565 is the open line. 570-743-9565. We have a lot of folks saying we should do something, and a lot of folks say we should not do that. And then uh, we have uh, the question at the end of each call is, what can we do that could actually get done? Uh, What's another idea? More analysis of the shooters will be one of the solutions that uh, Cindy talked about. Well, with all due respect to Cindy, I'm certain that there are, you know, there's this draconian feeling. They're taking away my gun. Somebody's got to pay me for this. We're talking three days under what my proposal. And if nothing else, let's say you are you are upset about something on that day and someone reported you and said, I'm really worried that Mark Lawrence might harm himself or others with weapons, and I know he owns weapons. Mm -hmm. So they come to your door and they say, Mr. Lawrence, we've had a credible uh, accusation that you might be a threat to We have what we think is credible. Right. uh, A credible accusation about that you might be a harm to yourself and others. Under the law, we are allowed to take your guns for three days. But however, if we can't get you in front of a judge and give you an opportunity to defend yourself, within that period of time, you get your guns back. Guilty until proven innocent. <laughs> it's not actually the way the legal system is supposed to work. <laughs> All right. Look, I'm just saying red flag laws could work, but we got to work out these issues. 
Let's hit the button. All right. Do you want to read something on the screen? Sir? All right. The ATF has changed the rules after the fact recently in regards to pistol braces, legal before, illegal now. And the definition of mass shootings was made in 2013 by the FBI to be three or more dead. What was it before? I don't know. Do you? No, I have no, no. idea. The others we've uh, read. Don't, don't read the next one. No. And uh, then uh, how about we end violence? Guns are a tool just like a hammer, knife, club, or fists. Maybe when someone beats another person, hands should be removed. All right, and then the, this is actually a photograph of a screenshot right there. Uh, courts in Pennsylvania do not act in three days. That's what I'm trying to say. You are out of touch and have no idea how the courts work in Pennsylvania, Joe. And you're not paying attention to what I said. I said, <laughs> if they can't get you in front of a then judge you in get three out. days, okay. then you get your weapons back. So it's incumbent upon the system to process you or give you your guns back. But in the meantime, this person... <laughs> in the meantime, you've had a cooling off period. If you were a threat right. to yourself, or others, you've had three days to reflect on your actions. Or you've been defenseless and the bad person killed you. One or the oh, other. Come on. <laughs> uh, and one of the, and the second part of that same. All right, text 302 is, involuntary mental health commitments are not adjudicated in the courts. No, they're done by the mental health agency that does right. them. All right, hold on, Joe. i got to hit the button. We'll be old Joe the caller. Joe McGranahan, you hold on too. We'll <laughs> I be will right hold back. on. Oh, and i got to tell you about the Sunbury Motor Company. Now's the time to do so. Uh, I'll give you the full review of what we're talking about. When we talk Sunbury Motor Company, we're talking, first of all, three addresses, North 4th Street in Sunbury, the Kia dealership on Routes 11 and 15 in Homeless Wharf, and, of course, their web address, which is where you can find out if the new Ford, Kia, or Hyundai is there that is to your particular specifications. And if it is, you can go right there online and make a note of it, or you can go to the North 4th Street or Kia dealership on 11 and 15. Or maybe it's a pre-owned vehicle. All of their vehicles go through a 732 checkpoint opportunity to make sure they're 100% safe and ready to go. And you get a guarantee, too. If you're not satisfied, you can bring it back and say, oh, this wasn't all I was cracked up to be. I'm giving it back. But, yeah, they have that at the Sunbury Motor Company. New Ford, Hyundai, and Kias at 4th Street and 11 and 15 Elmas Wharf and at sunburymotors.com. If you're keeping your vehicle, well, then you're going to need the Quick Lane, North 4th Street, and Sunbury. They specialize into everything. I know Joey says that's not actually a specialization to do everything. In fact, it's the opposite of specialization. <laughs> anyway, state inspections, nitrogen for tires. They got a body shop. They got a large truck shop, a small truck shop, and you name it. They got everything else at the Quick Lane. Everything you need to know about Sunbury Motor Companies is at sunburymotors.com. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Show 
citations claiming right-wingers are responsible for any majority of mass shootings. Okay, maybe Wikipedia would have that. Who is next? Joe, you are next. Oh, thank you for your patience. Go right ahead. No problem. Yeah, uh, I guess this is for Joe and his common sense red flag law. That's Mark and Stan, and a few have tried to tell him that that's not the way the legal system in the United States works, but he doesn't seem to embrace that as part of the Constitution. But uh, my my problem is, and even someone said how long it would take, but you said a trial, and, and then you did say in front of a judge wouldn't take nearly as long. Like, okay, I'm, I was thinking a, a jury trial or, you know, okay, so it's in front of a judge, and you think that can be done in three days, and other people don't think it can, which I didn't think it could be done in three days here in PA. But what, what, what would, ha since we're... Uh, proposing and using our imagination in these situations what if someone report and you said it had to be credible now you don't even know if it's credible till after the hearing right if someone says i know mark lawrence <clears throat> he's a normal person most of the time but he was in the um running around in front of his house yesterday waving his gun and muttering uh, obscure comments about people he didn't even even that you don't the guy you're telling it to doesn't know that mark lawrence did that okay. you would have does, does mark lawrence have the right to come in and be a part of this no the one you gave earlier just about him waving the gun so the the person the judge doesn't know this is credible right he he wasn't there to see Mark Lawrence. He's just going on your word. So the the fact has to be presented to the judge. And if Mark Lawrence doesn't get the right to be there, well, of course it's like indicting the ham sandwich, right? right but let's face it, Joe. No, I'm not facing it. You face it. I don't know what you're telling me to face it for. You're the one getting all the pushback. Anyway, go ahead. Taking away someone's guns for three days doesn't seem like a big deal to me. If they can't get them in front of a judge and if they can't show, if they can't physically show to a court that this person deserves to have their weapons confiscated, that they're a threat to themselves or others, under my plan they would be given their guns back. So the worst that would happen is they had a three-day cooling-off period. That's the worst. Cooling-off period for everybody. Say that again? That's not a cooling-off period for everybody. Some people might get really upset that the state came in and took his guns illegally, and then he'd be really mad. I mean, you can suppose anything, and then I can too. But you're not encountering, you're saying, well, that's a cooling-off period. Not for everybody. It wouldn't be illegal if the law said they could do it. Well, no kidding. <laughs> Thanks for that. Well, but how are you getting the, how are you getting the law past that? You how are you getting the, uh, there's 20 states now that have red flag laws. So it's possible, right? And I don't know what they are. So it's possible, but here's one. Uh, here's a simple statement. The right of the citizen to bear arms in defense of themselves and the state shall not be questioned. And the state shall not be okay. That's the Pennsylvania right to bear arms. Okay. Okay. Uh, um, it's only it's simpler than the uh, I might not be reading that right on my glasses on themselves <laughs> and the state shall not be questioned right. So the state can't even question you about your own defense. Maybe that's the part of the red flag laws that never get passed in PA. How do you get past that that the state's not allowed to question Mark Lawrence? 
I, I don't know. I'm not certain I understand what where you're coming from. Here. Right. Look at Article One, Section Twenty One of the of the Pennsylvania State Constitution. The way it's worded. I know I'm not supposed to read and summarize, but uh, that that's where. So you have a state constitution that's even less than you know in wordage, less than the. Uh, the national constitution. Okay. So, so you have two things to overcome. Right, you think that this law, red flag common sense law, is it? Here's the problem. I think I have a right to go to the mall without worrying about. No, you don't. I'm going to be shot. No, you don't. You I can don't. stay home if you want to. Oh, okay. So I have to live my life in. My you don't house. like this society. I'm not saying that these red flag the the flags won't be enacted. I, I'm. I'm on the side that eventually they will because oh, that was way too fast. Hey, thanks, Lance, for the Don Quixote. <laughs>